With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Your home for fantasy college football. Online at InThisLeague.com. Find the podcast on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get in this podcast now with your hosts, Bogman and CFF Expert Plays. Welcome to episode number 54, the uh, last episode of the season. We will, of course, have the bowl episode. It's really not a war, uh, a real episode. This is our award episode, kind of recapping the season and all that stuff and you know you can find us on the twitter machine it's me at bogman sports i'm joined by blake and blaze you can find them at lord underscore blazer and at mr cff how was thanksgiving fellas it was good it was nice uh arkansas lost to missouri though so that sucked (laughs) you did so much talking I know, mm-hmm. I know. I deserve it. I deserve it. Eat that crow. <laughs> Mayfield was like, it's not like we're that bad. We beat Arkansas. That was <laughs> I mean, he gets God. to say that for a year. A, a whole Nothing year. is as bad. All freaking year, yeah. Both our rivals, LSU and Missouri, we lost to. So, rough year, yeah. even if we went 7-5. and five. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mine was, mine was pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. Damn good. <laughs> Big Ten championship coming up against Wisconsin. Uh, how, how? What's your confidence level? Against Wisconsin, um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's a winnable game for Penn State. I, I know that, that Wisconsin defense is scary, but uh, Penn State's offense is pretty scary. And I think the defense should be able to take care of uh, Wisconsin for the most part. They've, they've, they really haven't struggled too much against the run throughout the year. I look at that Michigan loss as a little bit of like a bit of an outlier because Jason Cabinda and Brandon Bell, the two linebackers for Penn State, they came back in the Ohio State game, didn't play in that Michigan game. Saquon Barkley hurt his ankle in like the on like the first drive of that game. So I wish they would have the opportunity to replay that because I don't think it would have been as big of a blowout. And I think whoever wins out of that Wisconsin-Penn State game it could be a real shame because they could be sitting on the outside looking in if Wisconsin, if Washington and uh, Clemson both win this weekend, which I think is going to happen. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't see Clemson. You never or know. Washington it's I think man. Washington could lose to Colorado. I, Colorado's a good team. Yeah, they are. They're good. they're ranked in the top ten. What are they nine or eight? I think they're nine right now, but they're eight. Washington doesn't have the best rushing defense, and Philip Lindsay. Could have a monster game. Yeah, I like Colorado is is super super impressive this year. Um, I, I and you know what? Playing some defense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, also I want to remind everybody before we get into news and Ohio State, Michigan, and the spot and all that stuff that we have a bowl pick'em group going. It's ten bucks. It's going to be winner take all. Uh, email me. It's pretty easy. It's going to be just 10 bucks through PayPal and then pay me and then I'll send you the invite. Really not difficult. We got 10 people only in so far, but that's 100 bucks. So if you think, oh man, well, I can beat 10 clowns, come on, bring it on. Email me, <laughs> scottvogman at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you all set up. And also, I want to. <laughs> well, yeah, bring the noise. Let's go, son. Um, our buddy. Ryan, I'm going to try it, Ryan. Armbrustmacher. Armbrustmacher. He is running the uh, the fantasy, uh, the salary league for the Bulls. Did you guys get in on that already? Yeah, and you don't want me trying to pronounce his last name. I tried to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give it just one shot? You get the old oh. college try. 
<laughs> Hold on, I gotta I gotta look it up first because I gotta I gotta see it. In oh, front of don't me. worry, I'll post it on the Skype thing so you can see it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, there it is, right there. Give that a whirl, friend. <laughs> arm, yeah, armbrust mocker. That's definitely see, it right there. Not, nah, I already said it. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> I should have anyway, said it first. Yeah, he's running the uh, the pick'em. That one is a twenty-five dollar entry fee. And uh, what you do is uh, the prices aren't set yet. After the bowls all get set, they will be uh, set. But it's uh, a salary cap league, and I believe that is going to be – you know, I, I actually shouldn't speak to it. I don't know how it's going to be paid out. So uh, right now I believe he has 31 committed, so that's a $735 pot. So um, he's doing way better than us, and he doesn't even have podcasts. What the f- Come on, let's get in. Let's get in on the ball. Pick them. Let's go, everybody. All right. So before we get to the news, though, we have to congratulate the Army League champion. There was fifteen dollars riding on the line. Blaze, congratulations, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, I mean, all you had was what was it? Lamar Jackson and Namba at a towel. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, it feels good to have that loaded roster in the Army League. It, it definitely softens the blow of uh, Deshaun Jackson as my number one overall pick in the Death Row League. That doesn't make sense. But Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. I see that was that was just wishful thinking that it was Lamar Jackson, but that I got Deshaun Watson. I was gonna say, hey, I mean, if you, you you get all the points for him scoring the touchdown against the Cowboys on Thursday, I mean, I don't know what the hell happened in that Army League, but I just everybody I drafted was gold, and I was able to pick up Etatau and uh, Itavius Mathers, and it was it was rolling that whole season. Blake, oh, was the mighty touch. Listen to this. All right, 877 rushing yards, 11 rushing touchdowns, 654 oh receiving yards, seven receiving touchdowns, and then only 670 passing yards. His worst stat was his passing stats. Just beat this them. week. That was this week. Yeah, just that was this week alone. All of his players wiped the f-ing floor with me. And you were all Ooh. confident. I mean, you were just so arrogant last week, Blake. Yeah, that's probably why you've toned down a little bit here. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Arkansas was going to be Missouri. Yeah, fifteen bucks on, on the championship <laughs> game. But like I mean, Nick Young flinging three pointers from everywhere. <laughs> that's right. Well, ju- just like uh, just like Swaggy, uh, you know, Blake over here is, is on the bench. He's going to be in a suit for the next two to four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely got what was coming towards me. I did but win you my won other some team. money. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. You won some yeah. money. I won in the Army League. I beat Matt. That was a, it was a very nice victory. I mean, I think oh, Matt it's only good played. when you can beat Matt. Uh, I know from experience. The best thing ever. <laughs> was that week one, right? It was, that was my only win last year. Was week <laughs> one when I beat Matt. <laughs> um, and then I won in my Pac-12 league too. So I think I, I got two hundred and twenty dollars out of it all. So that's nice. Look at that. Yeah, no wonder uh, I was like. Is Blake ever gonna pay me for this bowl league? And then he's like, "Here's some money, and here's for my friend too." And I'm like, "Oh, nice, good deal." Um, but obviously, we have the listener league, and uh, the Mud Dogs have been stomping a hole in everybody most of the year. But the Canadian kid had a great team too, and your winner, your 2016 listener league champion, is future show host, the Canadian kid. 224 to 208 over the SCLSU Mud Dogs. The crown has passed. The crown has been passed. He had Skylar Howard, which I believe you guys were talking about how much we were giving him for taking Skylar Howard in what? The second round to start the year or something? Yeah, and then we said in redraft he would definitely be a second rounder. So that was a good pick. That was an excellent pick. He picked up Deontay Foreman, or he had him already. I can't remember which one it was. Zay Jones, of course. Zay Jones is great. Carlos Henderson was not great this week, but he probably carried him there. Gerard Evans, 33 points. SCLSU Mud Dogs had a fantastic season. Jalen Hurts was good. Darius Geis, he started, had 52 points. That was a great play for him. 
Uh, Noku had 27 points, so but just uh, just couldn't pull it out. Just he had. I mean, a, a big detriment to him was his defense put up a donut. Zero points for uh, uh, SDSU. They lost to Colorado State, sixty-three to thirty-one. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't believe Air Force beat Boise State. Yeah, that there was. were there were some definitely some confusing games. But uh, congratulations to the Canadian kid. Uh, fantastic overall season. I guess uh, before we move on to the news, what did you guys learn from this season? Because I'll start real quick. I learned. I think I'm drafting wide receivers in the first round from now on. They're the hardest one to predict. We learned that from the predictions the last two years from both of you guys. And um, they're so inconsistent. Like Carlos Henderson had a fantastic year, put up four points in the championship. Luckily, Canadian yeah. kids still won. But, uh, I mean, they're just so completely inconsistent. Unless your name is Zay Jones, you weren't going to definitely put up points in any given week. What was crazy for me was that you mentioned Carlos Henderson. Everybody had Trent Taylor as like a top 10 wide receiver coming into the season, but Carlos Henderson put up like identical numbers as Trent Taylor in that, in that offense. And Higgins had a huge year. So, I mean, people expected Trent Taylor to be there, but not Higgins and Henderson as well. And that's, I don't know if I could jump on the draft and wide receivers as early because everybody had Corey Davis as the number one and he was good. But he wasn't – Zay Jones had, the, had the, the better year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corey Davis is good too, though. I mean, that offense – My reaction is quarterback. You Like, without a doubt, I, I might even go quarterback, quarterback next wow. year in two quarterback leagues. Because I keep getting murdered by these quarterbacks. I mean, just, like I said, Deshaun Watson killed me. But in the listener league, I got, like, Dakota Prukup yeah. killed me. That, that killed. That was brutal. He was so good too, and I told the Welsh to draft him, and he punched out. I think after a couple weeks, he's like, "I can't take this guy. Is awful." Like, yeah. Why'd you tell me to take him? I'm like, he's supposed to be good. He had like one or two good weeks in the cupcake games early on in that schedule. But that's my big takeaway from this year, and I, I think I said that last year too. But. In my first couple of years playing, I think I always just got lucky and got a good waiver wire. Like I picked up JP, JT Barrett his first year when when he just was a machine for like the second half of the season. And, and if you don't like getting Lamar Jackson carried most people throughout the season when he was putting up like 70 and 80 point weeks. Yeah. Like you, you're pretty hard to beat. I'm also not taking an injured uh, running back. I don't care if he stubbed his toe. The day before the season started, <laughs> it Fournette. doesn't effing matter Corey to me. Clement last year. Yeah, Corey Clement and Leonard Fournette, I'm not doing Larry it, Larry Rose never really bounced back totally. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing it. I'm not messing with it. Blake, do you have any uh, two cents that you learned from this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it kind of speaks to what both of y'all just talked about, but I mean, I want to hit on running backs. I definitely think you, you got to wait on them. You don't need to take a running back in the first round, but – but you need to shape your team to where you still have to be running back heavy, I think, because you can wait and you can still get strong running backs in the fifth round. I mean, I took Aaron Jones in the 11th round, you know? Yeah. So, Look at Darius Geis. Darius yeah, exactly. Geis, I mean, he's just a backup. I cut him after the second week. I'm like, ah, Fournette's healthy. No big deal. And, I mean, yeah, that was a big the only – the only really good first round back I think that there was was McNichols. I mean, maybe McNichols Dalvin was Cook. Money, too. though. Yeah, he was, he was so good. Humphrey was good, too. Yeah, yeah, Pumphrey was excellent, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we, we are. We're, we're going right. to talk you're about right. the award winners, and I put out a survey uh, for the Death Roll League, and I put it up on Reddit too. So we got uh, a lot of hardcore CFF players to vote on the awards, and that's how we did it. But let's get to the news. Let's talk a little bit about what happened last week to start. All right, guys, Ohio State-Michigan. What a fantastic game. First overtime game in this series ever. I couldn't believe it. How long have they been playing this? I I think it's the 81st one. They had to take wagons to the game when this game started. (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, I, they were riding in on horseback, for God's sake. So uh, I, it was incredible to me that this game had never gone into overtime. I guess, what was it, just nobody played for overtime in this game ever? It was go for two or go for the touchdown instead of the field goal or something. I don't know, but this one went into overtime. And it would take it some real digging or somebody who is diehard one side or the other to probably know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that's not us. None of us are Ohio State or Michigan fans here. But, I mean, it absolutely lived up to the hype. And what did you guys Without think of the spot? That's the big thing that's being talked about is the spot. Well, I was listening to it on the radio, so, so I, I. I did not watch it. So I I can't, I can't really attest to it. I haven't even seen a replay of it, honestly. So oh, I, yeah. I've seen a replay. I, I think, you know, they called they called it first down on the field. I don't think it was uh, nearly as egregious as Jim Harbaugh thought. Uh, what do you think, Blaze? Yeah, I uh, when I first watched it happen, um, obviously I was rooting for Ohio State in that game because it does leave like a tiny glimmer of hope if everything falls into place for Penn State to get in this playoff. So obviously I'm rooting for that. But go Colorado. uh, (laughs) Being totally unbiased as far as that play, when I saw it happen on the field, I didn't think he had it because when he goes down as he's as he's going down, he hits his own player and it like bounces him back a little bit. So they said they basically said they had to they had to figure out the furthest point forward that the ball had gone before he like hits this dude's butt and bounces backwards a little bit. And I think that's the part where it's really, really arbitrary, where you, from the camera angles, you had to time it as as precisely as possible to see what was the furthest point that ball went. And I don't know if there was enough evidence to overturn it, and it that, looked incredibly close. So like you said, you got to go with what you called on the field. Right. That's, that's the but big my thing. my initial gut when I saw it was that he didn't make it. That's what it sounded like when they were calling it on the radio, too. I don't know which call you were listening to, Blake, but that that's what I heard too is, is and it was the Ohio State guys is what I was listening to. He's like, I'm not sure if he got there. We're gonna have to take it a look. It looked at like he spot. was going to when he took off, but like I said, he kinda like when he went into the tackle or uh, when he was going down, he fell into his own guy. And that if that guy wasn't there, he falls an extra, you know, foot or two forward and it's not even a question. Right. Well, regardless, the next play, Ohio State punched it in. Uh, it was Curtis yeah. Samuels ran it in. It seemed like Michigan was almost gassed or and done after that. You know, whatever egregious call, okay call, bad call, however you want to, you know, say say what it is. Um, it, it looked like they were just done after that, and Ohio State won. And then there were some people yeah. fearing that they still might not be high enough in the polls to to make the playoff and. Uh, I know our guy Jonesy on the group me was was saying something about that, and I said, "No way, dude! They're they're going to be fine, yeah. and they're still ranked number two, so they're getting in." I like heard it's other people say, like I think it was on ESPN or something like that, that they were talking almost hypothetically. I mean, it was such a close game. Could you really say that Ohio State is if, if Ohio State's the number two team? Are they really that much better than Michigan? And does Michigan still, like, regardless of what happens in the Penn State-Wisconsin game, that if Washington or Clemson were to lose, maybe Michigan deserves that fourth spot? Um, I could see that happening. It wouldn't be that surprising to me if uh, – so, so you're saying if, if Penn State wins, then Michigan would go in instead of Penn State, something like that? Yeah. And, and obviously Washington would have to lose and Clemson would uh, – Well, one yeah, of them because would Michigan has two losses. Penn State has two losses. The head-to-head, Michigan beat the shit out of Penn State. Right. So, And they the, did and they say that it's about getting the best teams in. It's not about records. It's not about conference champions. It's the four best teams. That's supposed to be the formula. You so, know, the one thing I'll say about the game that I did notice, and uh, it's – that. It kind of is what Harbaugh was getting at. The Ohio State secondary was handsy, to <laughs> summarize it. <laughs> there was a lot of contact and a lot of of like hand grabbing that was that was let go 
and it they was were a sixteen-year-old sixteen-year-old boy at a at a drive-in movie theater. Giggity, 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 giggity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I really, I really think that they the refs did let the defensive secondaries get a low, uh, get away with a lot in that game. As long as it was the same on both sides, like that. That's what matters. But uh, I, what what do you guys think about Jim Jim Harbaugh's uh, press conference? Dead guy. I agree. Yeah. Afterwards, did, did you guys watch it? Because I watched every second of it. It was amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, was- he was emotional, so you know, they, I don't know. <laughs> he was obviously pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. Like he's gonna say something stupid. Yeah. Oh god, it was great. How about how about that jackass throwing his clipboard and his uh, and his uh, his headset and all that crap after what he perceived to be a bad call? You guys see that? I see that. No, no, I didn't see it. Didn't see that. My God, it's it's you gotta have to go on YouTube and find it. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Just like uh, a coordinator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he just absolutely loses. He broke his headset. They had to come down and bring him a new headset because he threw it on the ground. Just like temper tantrum, like you know how you see from a, like a minor yeah. league manager once a year, and they put <laughs> it on the Sports Center. It was that type of thing. So that for just for production value. And he got fifteen. He got fifteen for it too. So one more, and he would have been tossed. That's kind of one of the things he was talking about after the game was they shouldn't have been worried about uh, you know me doing anything to kick me out of the game. They should have been paying attention to the games. Like, well, you know, if you don't give them anything to look at it on the sideline, they're not going to be paying attention to you. But you know, that's Jim Harbaugh in a nutshell. I did like the whole Urban Meyer thing. I must have seen that, but I probably just forgot amidst the uh, the excitement and and all the other big plays. Yeah, he probably just didn't like it nearly as much as I did either. I mean, I was like <laughs> pumping and stuff. I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. But uh, did you guys see the Urban Meyer's wife calling him in the middle of the of the press conference? Yeah. yeah. There was something about milk before that. Jim Harbaugh said, we drink whole milk here. We don't drink any pussy 1% or 2% <laughs> or they drink it at uh, Ohio State or whatever. And uh, – and Urban Meyer's wife called mid mid press conference to tell him to pick up some milk, which uh, oh my god, I thought was fantastic. And then now she's insisting it had nothing to do with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. Uh, nice. So same thing. Give me a break. But enough of Ohio State, Michigan. A great game. Obviously, you know the winner's going to go to the playoff. The loser's probably not going to make it. It's unfortunate for Michigan and Michigan fans. I love it because Jim Harbaugh doesn't get to go. But uh, <laughs> yep. at the end of the day, it's good for the Big Ten Conference exactly. from my perspective. It, it has to be just the two best teams in the top ten. Two the two best teams that aren't named Alabama were, were in that game. So I mean, Alabama is probably going to beat everybody by thirty five in the playoff. But uh, Pitt over Syracuse seventy six to sixty one. I don't know about you guys. I had to check twice. I was like, no way. This is the basketball score because the college basketball season just kicked off two or three weeks ago. I was like, they had to have messed this up. But no, just every Pittsburgh and every Syracuse player had a touchdown. Well, I guess I shouldn't say <laughs> every Syracuse player because five, all five touchdown passes went to Edital. Pretty spectacular, right? It's just incredible. I, the game was a, a freaking track meet. I couldn't believe it. You know, when we talked about the Syracuse offense at the beginning of the season, like we had all estimated that some of these, like, well, we thought Steve Ishmael was going to be the big wide receiver. We we said Eric Dungy was going to have a good year, but I mean, did could any of us go back and say that we thought it was going to be this explosive? No way, no way. Well, I think it takes at least a year, right? And I mean, who would have thought that Pittsburgh would be the one that would win this game too? I mean, Nathan Peterson threw eighteen passes. He completed nine of them, and four of them were touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's crazy. It, they were saying, you know, in. in in the same conference as Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, Nate Peterman has the highest quarterback rating in the ACC. <laughs> what does high score mean? New high score, is that bad? He's been efficient as <laughs> Pretty incredible. I mean, just, you talk about a game that is not boring. You know, I, I've, I've been used to watching a lot of Steelers versus Ravens games that finish 17 to 10 and, you know, 9 to 6 Ugly a couple of games. Just ugly, slugfest, slug nobody's scoring. I love those games. I absolutely love them. Um, I, but I know a lot of people hate them. My, my, my boss at work is a Broncos fan. And Find for it ever, boring. 
forever. Yeah, he's like, your games are so boring. And I had to yeah. finally tell him this year. I'm like, well, look whose games are boring now, friend. <laughs> That's what happens when you play defense. But uh, how can you not be excited about this? This is this is so much fun. I mean, it's got to be frustrating as a fan of Syracuse to see your team give up 76 points. But, uh, I mean, what a track meet. A lot of fun. Uh, we talked we'll about- see. I mean, not many teams have been able to have success with that all-out scoring style. So... No, I mean, Oregon and uh, Oregon is pretty much the only team that I've seen with, you know, limited defense, and they weren't no defense, you know. Maybe this, Baylor during that little stretch with RG3 in there. Yeah, Baylor was really good too, but they never, you know, they didn't make it to a title yep. game ever. So I think really only uh, Oregon, and then they couldn't beat Auburn, and they couldn't beat Ohio yep. State. So. Uh, it's just not something that's going to work. We had a couple records set. I told you it was going to happen, and it happened. Zay Jones set the single-season reception record. Man, I'm glad I got to watch that game, too. Zay Jones has just – he's been a very special player this entire season. You got to watch the Temple game? Yeah, I watched. I definitely watched that Temple nice. game. I yeah, I got to, to watch it some until of the Iron as well. Bowl came on. Like, so I, I, left the, uh, I left the Michigan-Ohio State to listen to that. And, and I was just I was only listening him for Zay Jones catches, and then uh, yeah. I flipped over the Iron Bowl. But yeah, I didn't watch all of it because it was a terrible, terrible game. It was Temple not good. Smashed DCU, <laughs> yes, but beat the record. Yes, they did. So that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, Zay Jones was catching passes here and there, but they got their asses kicked. They did. They did. I, I don't know. Like when you see a guy like Zay Jones set the single season record. But ECU is losing. Like, what do you guys think that does to recruiting? Is it in the middle, or do you think it's good that the dude set a record? I don't I think, think it's it plays a, a factor in recruiting. Yeah, I, I, like. I, I have to be in the middle because we know this is what Zay Jones does. I think the biggest tell for Zay Jones as far as his NFL success is going to be that combine. If he's athletic, then people are going to be taking him in the second round. I think as far as the team goes, if you're a recruit looking there, you can – I mean, you can, if you if if you really are a star special player, you can have faith that you won't be hidden, that your talents will be used. Yeah, it's not like going to LSU, you know, right? Or, <laughs> where you're you know, going to have to sacrifice yourself for the scheme. Exactly. The scheme revolves exactly. around the players we have, and if we have a star wide receiver like Zay Jones, and he is flat out the best player on our team, we're going to get thrown the ball 150 times. Exactly. Uh, Corey Davis set the career FBS receiving record. Career record. I was really impressed by that. I did. I didn't know yeah, until maybe. Yards, right? Yeah, yeah. The the career rece- uh, receiving yards record. I didn't know that that was something uh, he was in line to break. I don't know where I was. You know, probably just doing basketball and football podcasts also. But um, I, I didn't know he was in line to break it. And then I was watching that game. And and that I don't know if you guys saw the safety go down, like uh, the senior safety blew out his knee, uh, clearly done. You know, probably not an NFL prospect, probably not going to play football ever again. Um, it was heartbreaking, you know, to to see him. You know, it's just like watching any game Taysom Hill plays in. So <laughs> it, it was it was awful to see. But then as he was being carted off, he was doing the row your boat, you know, the PJ Fleck thing. And the place yeah. went nuts. It was it was really cool to see. Um, yeah, that he's something else, man. PJ Fleck apparently um, is just speaks like that all the time, like in casual conversation. My brother was telling me because uh, I I think I, I said it a couple episodes ago. One of the strength and conditioning coaches is like my brother's childhood friend. So that's how Fleck is at all times. Apparently, he is just super positive motivation like like always with the sayings and just like the short things to like be mindful of to keep that positive attitude and and the dude knows how to create a culture that's for damn sure i mean that's great i find it that'd be stressful on your body to be that intense all the time you know what i, I mean? imagine i imagine there's some caffeine involved in that at certain points right i mean my my body gets stressed just because there's too much of it. So <laughs> it's funny because he's fat. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should use some lose some weight and be positive like BJ Fleck. Probably live longer. Yep. But uh, let's go to some coaching stuff here. Uh, Todd Herman 
to Texas. We we know Charlie Strong was gone before. I mean, you know, everything was written on the wall. If you didn't know, now you know. I mean, Charlie Charlie's gone. I hope he does well. I hope he goes somewhere and uh, you know does a great job. Uh, Purdue is the potential. I think Cincinnati might have an opening. Uh, he'll get hired again. He, he may not want to coach this next year, though. I, I heard there was some rumblings around that. But Todd, Tom Her- Todd Herman coming to Texas. He cleaned house. There's going to be no more, uh, uh, you know, Texas staff. He's going to hire his own staff. So I'm excited about that. Uh, what do you guys think as outsiders? I like the hire, but I mean, I I had talked about this to you, Scott, like before the podcast. The one thing with Todd is. Uh, at Ohio State, he had amazing talent. I mean, top recruiting. And at Houston, he had Greg Ward Jr., and he had great talent all across the board. This is going to be his true test at Texas. If he's actually a very good coach, we're going to see it at Texas. Yeah, because he's not walking into a bare cupboard, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Foreman just announced that he's he's leaving for the NFL, but I think across the board – from a talent level, from where Charlie Strong picked the program up to where it is now, it's much better. And it, it like like Blake said, we're going to see what kind of a X's and O's game plan coach he is. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. But it's like I was telling somebody the other day, I was really excited about Charlie Strong too. Mm-hmm, Charlie yeah. Strong is a guy that has I mean, to you have to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to be because... It's the same situation, though. Yeah. Charlie Strong built up a, a non-power conference team in Louis. Well, at that point in time, was Louisville still technically in a power conference? Either way. Uh, I mean, it still wasn't it was a, a powerhouse smaller program. Team. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Very there, similar there, there weren't as many boosters to, to answer to as there are going to be in Texas. I mean, Texas makes yeah. more money than everybody every year, regardless of you know how well they're playing. So uh, I'm excited about it. We'll see what kind of job he does recruiting. We'll see what kind of job he does on the field because at, at the you know end of the day, you know that's what everybody's talking about how how great of a, a guy Charlie Strong is. And it's not that I don't believe that. I absolutely believe Charlie Strong is a great human being. I would want to shake his hand. I'd, I'd want to have, you know, go hang out and have a beer with him. But, you know, the bottom line is Texas is, is wins and losses. And it didn't yeah. work at Texas he for said, he whatever said that. reason. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what he, in his admission, he was like, I think we did everything we, we wanted to do as far as, you know, raising young men. Unfortunately, it came down to wins and losses and we, we didn't perform well enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, that it's the same stuff that was going on at the end of Mac Brown's career. You know, obviously Mac Brown didn't recruit nearly as well uh, at the end. I don't know yeah. what the reason was. Maybe he just couldn't get, catch up with the technology and, and all the stuff going on. Or he couldn't relate to the young players anymore or something. He couldn't recruit as well. But he, was, he always made the players, he tried to always make the players great men. Yeah, I remember him yep. saying, you know, after Texas won the national title, I love all of you, um, but I hope this isn't the best moment in your life. You know, he said, I hope when you yeah, get married cool. or when you have kids or when you maybe win a Super Bowl or you have another great accomplishment, start your own business, I hope that's the greatest moment of your life. This is a great moment. This is something to build on, but it shouldn't be the, gr- the best moment of your life. And, and I remember thinking that, like, how impactful that has to be to 20-year-old kids who clearly this is the best moment of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the best moments of my life, and I wasn't even there. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it was uh, – I think Charlie's a great guy, but I'm excited to see the future for Todd. But kind of like Blake said, you know, uh, I was excited about Charlie Strong too. It didn't work out, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, a couple other uh, coaching changes. Ed Orgeron is going to stay at LSU. Obviously, that was some Todd Herman to Texas fallout. Um he, he came to the meeting with a huge binder detailing the three-year plan to win a championship. Let's talk about that. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it was, uh, was, uh, what's his name, too? Kiffin. Uh, see, I definitely don't think Lane Kiffin's going to LSU, and it's really it's only one reason. I mean, why the hell would you leave Jalen Hurts, you know? Yeah, right now. Well, why yeah, would exactly. Alabama? They, didn't they give him yeah. a raise after the first game, too? They're like, you're <clears throat> staying, friend. You know? <laughs> that bit. Uh, I heard that they offered him three million. Lane, that they offered Lane Kiffin three million dollars. To I be definitely a coordinator in college. Yeah, 
Yeah. Take it. So, no. No way. I think he should stay at uh, Alabama. Well, I mean, if he left Alabama to go to LSU also, I mean, how much more does that contribute to the, you know, the turncoat style, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, impression that his he reputation. already has. Yeah, his reputation yeah. is already kind of, I'm going to leave uh, Tennessee <laughs> to go to USC when Tennessee was doing great, and then it didn't work out at USC, and now he's a coordinator. But you know, it you'd be, uh, you would be no better than Bobby Petrino at that point, right? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah, I don't know. Don't, don't get Blake can... started on Bobby. I, mean, I don't think you can be, be as bad as Bobby Petrino. All right, I don't think you <laughs> no, can be that. No, I agree with that. I, you know, he's not you, as bad as Bobby Petrino. He's not as bad as a truck full of drunk Washington State fans. <laughs> hey, those are good guys. All right, I never said they were bad people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's all. Who doesn't? <laughs> I think it's funny because last year I picked on Washington State, and <laughs> and this year Blake did. So Blaze, next year it's your turn to to kill I'll, Washington. I'll pencil State. that one in. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ed Orgeron staying. It's what the players wanted. I think it's going to be good for LSU. Oregon fired Mark Helfrich. Um, not sure about who's going to take over there quite yet, but uh, Helfrich is gone. He got to the national title, um, couldn't pull it down, but uh, yeah, with I mean, with a Heisman winner, right? There's that plus, uh, you know, he kind of had what Chip left for him, and Chip had a very good, uh, very good system in in place there. Uh, Baylor is trying to hire Sonny Dykes. I don't know why the hell would you leave Cal to go to Baylor with the big mess that Baylor's in right now, right? Yeah, I mean, he's actually he's got something going at Cal. I mean, he really saved the program this year with Davis Webb. I don't know what they're going to do next year because Davis Webb's going to leave now, but uh, I do not think Sonny should leave. Just think about that. Like, just think about that. Imagine if Davis Webb went to Oregon. We'd be, we might be reverse in the reverse situation, right? Helfrich may, maybe wouldn't have been fired, and Sonny Dykes uh, wouldn't be up for a new job. Helfrich would be, you know, maybe possibly looking at an LSU job or something. So, you know, uh, as much as the coaching matters, and in college it matters more, I think, than in the NFL, but uh, it's, it comes down to the players. You know, if you don't have good players, you're not going to win, and that's how it goes. Uh, and uh, the last coaching thing we'll talk about here, Todd Orlando, the Houston defensive quarter, uh, coordinator and Major Applewhite, my guy, from Texas, of course, worked under Todd Herman. Uh, Todd Herman was a graduate assistant at Texas when Major Applewhite was there. Um, he was there. I didn't know that. There. That's cool. Yeah, that's why Todd Herman's. Uh, that's why his his dream job was Texas because he was already there, and that's oh. why Major Applewhite was at. He was a coordinator. Um, I mean, he, I think he did some stuff. He worked for uh, the Patriots for a little bit too, and. Uh, and he went to Houston to become the offensive coordinator after that. So he's up for the head coaching job at Houston, which uh, is great. I love Major Applewhite. I hope that happens for him. Um, if not, you know, Todd Orlando will take over, and he'll have another year of, of uh, uh, being an offensive coordinator and, you know, hopefully move his, his career up. But the big – what's that? I was going to say, I imagine whoever doesn't get this, this head coaching gig out of those two guys is going to go to Texas with Todd Herman. That's what I imagine. Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'd love to see Major back. My only thing with that is, is like, you know, Major Applewhite is is a huge, huge Texas guy, and if they don't succeed, like, are people gonna be pissed off at Major Applewhite? You know what I mean? It's a dicey situation. You know, it is. I mean? So we'll we'll see what happens there. But Malik Zaire is transferring, guys. Uh, obviously, you know, I think Blake called this week two. Um, <laughs> What school do you think he's going to go to? Because I've heard LSU, Florida, and I can't remember what the third one was. But uh, I've I've heard of Florida. I've seen Pitt. I've Pitt. seen Michigan State. I've seen Wisconsin. All the likely teams. Whenever someone like Malik Zaire is transferring a big name quarterback, uh, I think the most likely. I think. Well, I think the best destination for him would be Florida. Honestly, but I don't know where he's going to go. I have no idea. 
Yeah, I'm sure he'll have his options. I mean, this is this is the the trendy thing now. There'll probably yeah. be five or six of these guys, and they'll fall like dominoes in free agency, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, More Davis Webbs and Trevor Knights to talk about. Taysom Hill is not going to play in the bowl game due to the injury. His career, I think, is officially over. He can't get a medical red shirt for one game, right? So. Nope. That's unfortunate. I would like to see him coaching. I'd like to see him stay on the staff or be a graduate graduate assistant for a little while and, and do something because, he, I mean, the kid is such a great player. A kid, I mean, I, I'll probably be calling him sir at this point. How old is he? Yeah. I, mean, I was going to say, 24. are we older than him? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's 24. Maybe he gets on I the staff at Virginia. But, Maybe uh, he is that 26. Would, that would, that's a good call, Kurt Benkert over there. Uh, or what's the coach's name? I, I mean, Bronco so. Mendenhall. He Bronco coached Mendenhall. Taysom for five years. Right, exactly. Um, so uh, that that that's a, a bummer. And uh, WVU wide receiver Karan White is going to be out uh, six to eight weeks with a broken leg. And I just wanted to throw this one in here because this is my niece's school. Uh, Eastern Michigan is going to a bowl game for the first time since 1987. Crazy. Pretty incredible. Um, the rankings we saw at Alabama's one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Washington four, Michigan sits at five, Wisconsin six, Penn State seven, Colorado eight, Oklahoma nine, and Oklahoma State ten. Um, give me your final four before we uh, move on to the award winners. Who do you think is going to be your final four? I think that's a good final four in the rankings right there, honestly. I like those teams. Uh, I, I didn't want Michigan in because I don't, I don't like teams from the same conference being in it. It just seems cheap, you know? So I like those four right there. Blaze? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm totally with it. I think if, if Clemson and Washington win, they fully deserve to be in there. Alabama's in regardless. They could yeah. lose by 40. <laughs> <laughs> They're still in. There's uh, no way. But, no, yeah, I, I like no the way. diversity of the conferences. We'll see some different styles if it gets to that point, if that is the four. Some good storylines. Yeah, I was just going to say, Clemson's trying to fight back, right? I mean, they've been they've been overrated for most of the year. Are they, are they potentially going to prove everybody wrong? And that Clemson-Ohio State game is going to be a fun game to watch. Poor Washington, they have to play Alabama, but the 2-3 seed will be a fun game. You know what? I'm actually a little bit excited about the Alabama-Washington game, if that's how it turns out. Because, I mean, Washington can toss that rock. And you've got to outscore can they give? Can they give Browning any time? And what was it? When Washington lost, that was what happened, is they got pressure on Browning. And... Yeah. For the end, for the rest of Jake Browning's career, they're going to look at that game against Alabama, against this defense, and if he does well, then his draft stock is going to be very safe next year. Yeah, very, very much. Probably, so. yeah. yeah. But uh, and no Texas team in the AP poll for the first time since 1997. I saw that stat on Twitter, and I was surprised wow. by it. But yeah, uh, let's get to these awards here. All right, gentlemen, John Mackey Award winner. Um, we'll give both of your votes and why, and then I'll read off how it was in the survey, and that's who we'll basically give the win to. So, Blake, start us off. Who was your Mackey Award winner for 2016? It was, it was a close call this year. We actually had some pretty impressive tight ends. I mean, only one was – or I think two were very impressive. And my the award for me goes oh. to Adam Brenneman. I think he was the much better tight end. He was consistent all year round. He was definitely UMass's best receiving option. I got to go with Adam Brenneman, but a close to two would be Evan Ingram. What about you? I, yeah, I, I totally agree with Blake that those were those are the two guys that were on another tier. I, Michael Roberts from Toledo was really really good as well. I uh, I would go with Ingram, though, because I think he was consistent throughout the whole season. Brenneman took like three or four games at the beginning of the season until he really got rolling. But hometown pick for Brenneman. I mean, he's from he's from central Pennsylvania. It's crazy to see him start to have success at Penn State, leave football, basically retire from football because of more knee injuries and then resurface and have a huge year like this. It's cool to see. 
Yeah, I picked uh, I picked Michael Roberts because of the 15 touchdowns. I think getting 15 mm-hmm. touchdowns out of uh, a tight end position was pretty incredible. But the votes went as this. Uh, Jake Butt with one vote. Uh, he was a write-in. And also Cole Hicatini was also a write-in. I, did, I didn't Very pick, good. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was a good one. I almost put him on the list, but I decided not to. Uh, Michael Roberts had two. Adam Brenneman had five. Jalen Samuels, if he's a tight end, Matt, uh, was 11. <laughs> And the winner of the John Mackey Award for CFF for 2016 was Evan Ingram with 20 votes, and he was the winner. Not that surprising. I, I, I thought it was kind of a runaway, but not too much. Um, but I figured Evan Ingram would win, and he did. Uh, and pretty deserving, I, I think. Uh, the Davey O'Brien Award winner, Blaze, uh, who would you give it to? Is it Lamar Jackson and it's easy, or are you giving somebody else something because – you know, Lamar Jackson is just going to have too much hardware. Yeah, I, I not to foreshadow, but I think I was going to stick in my mind to a bit more traditional uh, pocket passer and uh, Mahomes. Even though Texas Tech didn't have a great record this year, he proved that a good quarterback in that system, regardless of the record, is going to put up fantasy points. I, I'm going with Mahomes. Texas Tech, to this point, I mean, they won't play any more games, but number one offense in uh, in college football and very last defense. What you, 5,000 passing yards or something? Yeah, yeah, and very last defense also, which I yeah. thought was surprising. I figured maybe Washington State would be in there somewhere. Uh, Blake, who are you going with? Uh, one more thing to add to Mahomes is he actually improved this year, and he lost, what it was, he lost his top seven receivers. You know, no <laughs> baby deal. Have a better right? year. <laughs> but uh, I got to I got to go with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson can't have too much hardware. He definitely is the <laughs> best quarterback in my mind. You, when you add in the rushing element and how many yards he put up on the ground, I you got to give it to Lamar Jackson. I voted for Quentin Flowers just because I think uh, I, I Lamar think, Jackson light. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> Lamar Jackson is a little too obvious, you know, to me. Not not too obvious. That's, that's how I felt. You know, uh, I just – he's going to you, – you know he's winning the Heisman. So what difference does it make, right? Uh, yeah, so I went with – definitely the most valuable fantasy player this season. Exactly. The Quentin uh, – so I voted for Quentin Flowers. But here's the how the voting went. Uh, I put Davis Webb on the list. He didn't get one vote. Zero. Uh, Mitch Trubisky got a vote, but uh, I didn't put him on the list. So he was a write-in. Baker Mayfield got one. Ryan Higgins got one. Flowers had five. Pat Mahomes had eight. And Lamar Jackson with 24. Walk. Higgins was great, too. Did, yeah, did Watson not even get a vote? Nope. Not no. Even, I didn't put him on the list. He's and a was f- right bum. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. You know how Blaze feels. So. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Uh, the Doak Walker Award, folks. Uh, the best running back. Don't disappoint me, fellas. Who do you pick, Blake? I got to go with Jeremy McNichols. Ooh. I mean, yeah. How can you oh. not? <laughs> oh come on, Scott! As advertised, come yeah, on. He, I mean, he was fantastic. He absolutely was. And the thing with me is, he caught thirty-two passes, four hundred and fifty receiving yards, along with sixteen hundred rushing yards. He had twenty-seven total touchdowns. He holds the record for consecutive games with a touchdown at twenty-four. Got to go with Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, as advertised. Yes, he held up to everything we talked him up for in the preseason and. Had almost an you know an identical year. Yeah, he he was absolutely fantastic. I had him in the uh, the Army League, or did I have him in the Listener League? I had him one. I had him in the Listener League. I okay, know. I so had I had him. him in the Army League. Then uh, he's fantastic. Easy plug and play. Every single week, you knew he was going to be fantastic, and he absolutely was. Uh, I voted for De- Deontay Foreman. Uh, Two thousand yards to Texas is is a feat. Uh, it's um. He he's the the second. It was uh, it goes Ricky Williams his Heisman year, Deontay Foreman this year, and then Ricky Williams his junior year. Nice, <laughs> um, yeah, pretty yeah, he incredible was great this season. Year. I mean, the, the team was awful, but Deontay Foreman was the focal point. I mean, against Kansas, he had fifty five carries. It's a, only, absolutely incredible. The only two thousand yard rusher too. So, yep. yeah, and I mean, there's been two thousand yard rushers all over the place. I mean, he's not like. It's not a small category. He's, there's like 25 or 30 of them. So, uh, I mean, it's much less in, in professional football. But he was just a flat-out workhorse. Yeah. The fact that you can give him 50 carries Yeah, exactly. And, and people are calling him fumble-prone at the end. It's like, how can you call him fumble-prone? I mean, he, I think he had six 
fumbles, but he had like rushes for fumble. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, give me a break. And plus, the more fumbles at the end of the year, he was wore out. So, but yeah. the, the voting win is this, so I can not stop talking about Deontay. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Jones with one, Brian Hill with one, Christian McCaffrey and uh, Aaron. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was a write in with one. Atavius Mathers with two. Dalvin Cook with three. Pumphrey was a write in and got three. Three write ins. Uh, Deontay nice. Foreman with 12. And Jeremy McNichols was the Doak Walker Award uh, with 17 votes. So, uh, congratulations, Jeremy and McNichols. You got an award that you don't care about at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the two guys, Mathers was huge. All these Aaron guys had Jones. Great years was huge brian I mean, Hill, when we're talking draft I mean, uh, value mcnichols we said was a top like five pick from the start if we're talking draft value we do you guys change from mcnichols there's a go-to mathers yeah what about you blake i think he, he should go to foreman because foreman his draft value was very low and for people, some people oh, let's talk about that <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you, so would you have taken him in the top 10 rounds though blaze oh, no. uh, well maybe right, okay like the 10th round exactly but, yeah, that's what saying. i mean that's but what i Maddox mean wasn't even on the board for anybody yeah no yeah. that's true he, he's right there with him absolutely uh the the Fletnikoff winner this is the best wide receiver in the land for college football blaze start us off who is it it's got to be zay 150 yards he was solid every single week and again just like Mahomes, regardless of the matchup, regardless of the score, he was getting his. Absolutely. Blake, what do you think? It's got to be Zay Jones. I mean, the eight touchdowns definitely hurts, but if you played in a PPR league and you had Zay Jones, that was your best player. I mean, it's hands down. So I got to go with Zay Jones. Edital was pretty special, though, too. He's a close second for me. I wanted to put Edital, but I was, I, I mean, actually, I didn't want to put Edital. I had to, I had to put Zay Jones. Well, he had like two really down weeks. I feel like Zay was there every single week. Right, and he had those down weeks at the wrong time at the end of the season. Right, I mean, if, if you got there, you were good. And Edital's bad weeks were really tied to Eric Dunchy going down. Um, yeah. Uh, Zay Jones, I, I voted for just because I had him the whole year. He was one of my high draft picks. I think I had him in two leagues. You have Zay and Keevan Lucas? Uh, yeah, and Chad Hansen. So before oh the foot injury. Uh, yeah, he, you were saying that the whole year. You're like, F you and all of your wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, D.D. Westbrook came on very strong for you at the end of the year. But it was too, little, too late at, at that point. Did, so, unfortunately. Uh, the way the voting went, uh, and this is the closest vote we had. Uh, Richie James had one. John Ross was a write-in for one. Carlos uh, Henderson had two. Uh, the all-time leading receiver in college football history, Corey Davis, only had four. Dede Westbrook had ten. Edital had ten, and Zay Jones was a winner with twelve. So yeah, I, very, I feel very, like very D- close. I feel like Dede Westbrook stole a lot of votes from Corey Davis because Corey Davis should have been second, in my opinion. I yeah, just don't but, think Corey Davis had those huge, huge explosive weeks the way Didi and Edital did, right. those 50-point bombs. Right, exactly. Right. It was, uh, yeah, it was the end of the year. that Because, I mean, if we were taking this vote in week seven, Didi Westbrook would be nowhere to be found on this list. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and also Baker Mayfield on the, uh, on the quarterback list wouldn't have been either. Yeah, so. same thing. Yeah, really was not all that close. But uh, here's the big one, the Heisman Award winner, which should surprise no one. Shocker. Uh, Blake, who, who is it for you? Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze, it's Lamar Jackson. Bogman, it's Lamar Jackson. Uh, the way the voting went is... The real Heisman, vote. it's Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's Dalvin Cook had one vote. McNichols had a vote. Edital had three. Zay had three. Mahomes had four and 28 to Lamar Jackson, yep. which is kind of funny. I think people had our thought process on the quarterback there, Blaze, because he had more votes for the Heisman than he did for the Davey O'Brien. He had 24 award, uh, 24 uh, votes for yeah. the Davey O'Brien. But- I think and technically he's the best quarterback, but it, why, why say the same name twice? He already got the Heisman. He's... Right, in He's a walk, too. Not, not <laughs> close. Uh, not yeah. close at all. But let's, uh, let's go through the conference championship games here this week. Pick them and then get out of here. By the way, I think aren't we all pretty much evened up on the bets through, through the year? 
Are we? Wow. I didn't double check it after this week. Oh uh, yeah, me and Scott are even. I came through. Uh, I got two of those bets, so I'm even with Scott. But I owe Blaze twenty bucks. So ah, uh, <laughs> it's a fifteen. It's a fifteen. Yeah. I think Blaze owes me five or something. Uh, yes. But, so I mean, at the end of the day, we'll fifteen just transfer bucks. Transfer that. Yeah, fifteen bucks exchanges. So uh, that's pretty good. No one actually got completely stomped. But conference championship games. Western Michigan at Ohio. Western Michigan is favored by 19. I'll take that 19, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I will give the 19. It's easy. Uh, Washington ranked number four versus Colorado. Uh, Washington by seven and a half. Colorado. Oh. Yo, yeah. I think so. I got Washington. I think Jake Browning's too good, man. I think I think Colorado is going to put up a fight, but Washington is going to come out. Jake Browning is going to have at least five passing touchdowns. They're going to win that do, game. Do they? Does Colorado have the pass rush to throw Jake Browning off his game? That's that's the the thing. I think I think Washington walks and keep that the game. ball on the ground. I, I know uh, this is more wishful thinking, I believe, for Blaze. I want to speak more, <laughs> but will you put five bucks on that game and take Colorado? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Look, put his money where his mouth is. All right, put it on the board. I'll take Washington. Do it. You got to follow your heart sometimes. That's right. Right into giving me five bucks. Uh, <laughs> TCU, this isn't a conference championship, obviously, but TCU and Kansas State are playing this week. TCU favored by four and a half. They've been playing a bit better. I'm taking Kansas I think State. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with TCU. I think Kenny Hill, he can get it done on the ground. K-State, they have a great passing defense, but they can't stop that rushing attack. I think Kenny Hill and uh, Kyle Hicks are just too much for Kansas State. They can stop the pass, but they can't stop the run, so I got TCU. I got Kansas State all day. I'll go on that one, too, if anybody wants to. Um, not betting on TCU in Kansas. <laughs> he broke even with you. He's done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Navy, <laughs> we'll pick him time. Navy by three over Temple. I got Navy pretty easy in this one. Navy's a good team. Yeah, yeah, I think Navy's a better team. Troy over Georgia Southern by seven. Yeah, give me Troy. Mm-hmm. I would take Troy in that. Yeah, you got to take Troy. Uh, Western Kentucky by nine and a half over Louisiana Tech. Man, this is going to be a crazy game. But I just, Western Kentucky's not the same with Mike White. I think Louisiana Tech is pretty much what Western Kentucky was last year. So I got Tech. This is this is a tough one. After watching Higgins just put up a a dud, against against Southern Miss too. I'm so surprised by that. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Western Kentucky. Yeah, I don't want any part of that betting on that game. But uh, (laughs) uh, Oklahoma by 11 over Oklahoma State. This one is in Norman. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe one. Walk. Walk. I got OK State. Uh, I'll take that. Okay, stay, huh? Mm. I'll bet on it, too. All right. Ooh. <laughs> I can't believe I'm mean, This is like dirty money. Uh, oh. <laughs> but it's against Oklahoma State, so it's not like I, I want Oklahoma State to win. So uh, I'm rooting for the Meteor. Uh, South Alabama, uh, we don't need that game. We don't need that game. Uh, West Virginia by 17 over Baylor. This is what happens when you don't have a Big 12 title game. They play. On, on title Skyler game. Howard time. Easy, yeah. Definitely. Baylor West is Virginia. a complete effing mess right now. I don't want any part mm-hmm. of that. Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want no part of this. Well, this is this is the preview. I think of what this program is going to go back to. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. They got to get themselves a good coach, but I don't know who would want to go there. I can't believe this line. Alabama by 24 over Florida. It's in the swamp. I, I think probably it's neutral totally site. possible. Totally possible. Oh, man, I want to take Florida so bad. I don't think I can root. Or root. I don't care who wins. I don't think I can I can bet against Alabama, though. Man, I'm trying to look up how many yards they allowed against Auburn because it was like 100 total yards the entire game. <laughs> I, I definitely got Alabama. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Florida is like a better version of Auburn, so it should be closer. But... Yeah. I don't know, man. Alabama hey. is just ramping up, you know. And and Saban is not a guy to look past anybody. So nope. 
Um, let's see. We've got Clemson by 10 over Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech can score points. Mm-hmm. They definitely can. But I, I think Clemson, I think they're kind of shaky. I think they're back on track, at least against Virginia Tech, because they're so inconsistent. Tech has been all year. Yes. It's kind of numbing. Yeah, uh, I got to take Clemson. Yeah, I'll go Clemson. I picked the upset in the Washington-Colorado game. They should have broke these games up. Wisconsin is uh, playing Penn State, and Wisconsin is favored by two and a half. But they're playing at the same time, Clemson-Virginia Tech. They should have split these games up. Um, uh, what, what do you guys think? I mean, I know, obviously, Blaze is taking his boys. Uh, Blake? Of course. Yeah, I think Penn State's going to win outright. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, I'm, I'm surprisingly, I do, too. I, I oh, think this it's, is bad. I, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you couldn't be more right about that. Uh, <laughs> it is probably not a good situation since we all think they're going to win. But I, uh, uh, you know, I like the offense, man. The offense has been rolling, and Wisconsin can stop anybody. So it's by no, you know, by no means would I be surprised if Wisconsin won at all. Um, Trace McSorley has definitely uh, been stepping up and. Uh, they highlighted a bit during the Michigan State game from a leadership standpoint. He has by far taken the reins as like the vocal, emotional leader of that team. This might Isn't change my mind, soft? actually. Blaze, tell me about the offensive line. Has, is it healthier now for, for Penn State, or is it still uh, guys that were working at toll booths or are playing there now? <laughs> or? Yeah, it's not that bad, but, I mean, they've, they've definitely shuffled people around and uh, – they're not opening up the lanes that Saquon Barkley was getting in the in the middle of the season when they were all starting to gel in their positions. I still, I, I mean, Wisconsin's going to be such a test. Yeah. I mean, you beat Wisconsin. McSorley. You deserve to be. McSorley in. was the one who stepped up. Yeah, I, totally. I, I don't know, man. Like I said, they're I not really going to get in. They're not going to get in. I, I, I uh, just, here, here's the thing. I, I love it. I hope they get in. They're not getting in. It's just, it's not going to happen. But this is why we need I don't eight. I think it is. This is why we it need is. eight, this, isn't it? This is the year that's going to prove why there needs to be eight teams because there's eight teams that are legitimate. It doesn't need to be eight teams that are legitimate. It needs to be five. It needs to be five yeah. teams. And Michigan not being in is a complete travesty. It just is. You know, yeah. Michigan is the third best team in the country uh, behind Ohio it's just State. just too bad Penn State Ohio. lost to that fucking pit team early on in the season because the, the first half was all just fumbles and turnovers and mistakes and that's why i'm excited. i mean the same argument that's why i'm excited about that alabama and, and washington game i didn't mean to cut you off but yeah because if you can score and you can take advantage of just a couple mistakes and alabama as good as jalen hurts has been is still a freshman i mean browning is too and going against uh you know uh, a team with 10 NFL draft picks on defense, I'm right. sure. One of the but best defenses in college football history. History, <laughs> right. right, exactly. But if you can put up points and you can take uh, you know, a couple mistakes, on night. exactly. Yeah. What is the difference between Pitt beating Penn State and Washington beating Alabama? I don't think it's that much because Washington, I feel like, is better than, than Penn State. Um but uh, I, I think, you know, you look at the same level there, it's the same level of losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you would be very, very surprised if, if Washington beat Alabama. But you'd also – I think – You were surprised when Pitt beat Penn State. Yeah, the make or break um, matchup is going to be what Trace McSorley does through the air because that was the differentiator in that Michigan State game. They, they really opened that one up with Trace McSorley's arm. I'll take Wisconsin just to make it a little better for everybody. I'll, I'll take Wisconsin and give the two points, and me and Blake will bet on it so that it's actually official. I'm putting money on Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, I will take that bet. Boom. There we go. There you go. You're welcome, Blaze. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be the award show. Ran much longer than I thought it would, but we were having a lot of fun talking about college football because we absolutely love it. Uh, please – Go on iTunes, give us a rate and review. We could always use those. Uh, join the the football, the, the bull pick'em group with us. Just email me, scottbogman, gmail.com. Give me your $10, and uh, it's winner take all. If there if there's somehow a tie, I'm sure someone will ask me this, is if there's somehow a tie, I'll just split the money. But 
between the two people that tied. I won't do any weird tiebreakers or scores or anything like that. It'll just, you know, I mean, if two people tie, they that's can the figure way it out. That's the best way to handle it. But, you have um, to pick the FCS2 team in a tiebreaker. That's, that's what it is. The tie. <laughs> <laughs> no, just f- around. In the, yeah, it's not going to be over like in a week. So, <laughs> um, but uh, also remember our guy, Ryan arm what is it uh, <laughs> he's doing the uh the dfs type uh, of contest for auction league bucks. for the yeah. whole game if if you want in that uh not really an auction league it's a salary cap league yeah um, okay yeah but uh if you want in for that just email me and i'll forward your email on to him and you can get in for that uh we'd like to get a bigger prize pool and all these things so uh Get out! Get at us on the Twitter machine. It's at Bogman Sports at Lord underscore Blazer at Mister CFF, and uh, we will see you guys for the Bowl Pick'em Show. Going to be our last show of 2016, so get prepared for that. Uh, hook 'em. We are Bull Pick. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.